how is this out and about? Thought I'd see if anybody wants to play some round ball. You're listening to the Bet Slippin' Podcast Daily NBA Show. Featuring Jeff Clark from USA Today Sportsbook Wire. What up, homies? Thanks for streaming today's NBA show presented by the Bet Slippin' Podcast. It's April 6th. There's a six-game slate tonight in the NBA. Um, and this is a heat check podcast for me. I probably shouldn't be uh, betting this slate considering the questionable motivation, but after looking at these games, handicapping them, I found three best bets. I'm 7-0 and in April um, on, on my podcast plays, 109-80 and since starting this NBA podcast uh, in the beginning of the year. And I went 4-0 Tuesday. I hit with the Miami Heat, minus 5.5. They they stomped the uh, Charlotte Hornets 144 to 115. Shot 55 percent from the three. Uh, had a 30 point lead at one point, and that was clearly the right side. Toronto covered four and a half in a 118-108 victory over Atlanta. Um, that game was a lot closer than the final score indicated, and it was really a lot closer than it should have been. Fred Van Vliet. Almost shot Toronto out of it. <laughs> He's been great for them this season, but he was four for twenty-one um, last la- last night from the field and twenty-five percent from from three. So he uh, played pretty bad, but Toronto still covered for us. So uh, that's that's great. And uh, we hit, we hit with the Milwaukee Bucks minus five and a half. That was always the right side. They trampled uh, the Charlotte or excuse me, the Chicago Bulls, 127 to 106. They outshot them, uh, 53% to 43% from the field had a rebounding edge, just manhandled the Bulls more or less. And then the Utah jazz, um, was a, was a bad beat that we were on the right side of. Uh, so we got lucky. They covered 121 to 115 in overtime as they hosted the Memphis Grizzlies, uh, Memphis made up for the absence of Dylan Brooks and John Morant by going 42% from three. Uh, Utah Jazz played pretty crappy in that game. They should have hit free throws in the fourth quarter to pad that game away or salt salt away that game, but uh, they kind of peed down their leg as the Utah Jazz are accustomed to do. Uh, the The Grizzlies got a got a um, a put back bucket as time expired from I think Kyle Anderson to send that game in overtime and then Utah obviously ended up covering in overtime so got a little lucky with the third one um, maybe a little lucky with Toronto I don't know but Miami Heat and Bucks were rocking chair covers for the most part so 4-0 Tuesday again we got a six game slate in the NBA um, my best bets tonight are the Dallas Mavericks minus eight and a half visiting the Detroit Pistons. I'm going to grab 10.5 with the Washington Wizards as they visit the Atlanta Hawks. And then I'll lay 2.5 with the Los Angeles Clippers um, hosting the Phoenix Suns. I'll get into that in a second. But first, let me shout out a couple podcasts that I've done this week. First, the Masters preview featuring the old host, co-host of the Bet Slippin' Podcast, Eston McLaren. He joins me and Nathan Beagle for a nice 40-minute just lean Masters betting preview. We give out picks to place, uh, picks to win, obviously, head-to-head matchups, a couple props there. It's it's a great podcast, something I'm pretty proud of. And I've been killing it in, the gol- in golf this season. If you're not paying attention, check me out on Twitter at Jeffrey underscore Clark. I post my whole bet slip uh, before the start of a tournament, and right now I'm up 36 units 
uh, since the farmer's insurance when, when is, uh, that's the tournament that I started betting the PGA. So I'm excited about my masters or about the masters preview we did, uh, yesterday. It's on our bet slip and podcast feed. I have, let me count up the units that I have in play. I have roughly 14 units, I think. Uh, I'm just eyeballing it, but roughly 14 units at stake here in the Masters. So check that out on my Twitter, and please listen to the preview podcast we did for the Masters this week. It's on the Bet Slippin' Podcast feed. Also, it's opening day in MLB Thursday, tomorrow, um, April 7th. We did an MLB preview featuring, or um, yeah, featuring Baseball HQ and Sportsbook Wire baseball analyst Brian Rudd. I'm very happy with that as well. I I love baseball. I'm going to start a season-long Twitter thread tracking my baseball picks. Hopefully that goes as well as the NBA Bed Slipping Podcast. I'm very confident when it comes to baseball. Not sure if there's going to be a podcast for that, but obviously I'll keep you guys posted on that. Um, but let's talk about the NBA slate. Actually, before we get into the NBA slate, all these odds are provided by our sponsor, Typico Sportsbook, who's a global sports betting leader that's live in New Jersey and Colorado. You can make your favorite sports more interesting with Typico's fast and easy mobile sportsbook app. New users from this podcast can get a special welcome bonus at usatodaybet.com slash podcast. That's USA Today bet.com slash podcast terms and conditions to apply you must be 21 or older to game so please see typico's website for details and if you have a gambling problem please call 1-800-GAMBLER for new jersey and 1-800-522-4700 for colorado please remember to gamble responsibly okay so i got three best bets first one dallas mavericks minus eight and a half uh, uh, versus the detroit pistons the detroit pistons have been a team i bet in I've been betting or uh, backing a lot here down the stretch. They're a team that I'm definitely going to be betting next year. Both um, futures probably going to hit their regular season win total whenever it's uh, listed for next season. And I love Cade Cunningham. I'm actually motioning to put him on a first-name-only basis like Luka uh, because I think that kid's going to be a franchise-altering player. However, this feels like a trap line feels like odds makers are absolutely begging for Pistons money, and the last thing we want to do is play into the odds makers' hands. Um, I, like a lot of the public who are betting De- uh, Detroit, have, uh, have, have noticed their, um, their, their northern trend, I guess is the best way to put it. I mean, they're covering, they're winning, actually, and, and they're playing really well. But um, they are going to be without three or four contributing players, including... Uh, Kelly Olenek, Jeremy Grant, um, Corey Joseph, Marvin Bagley, all, all players who have been in the starting lineup for them this season. And I do think Dallas could be motivated by playoff seeding and wanting to incorporate new pieces. Um, I'll talk about that in a second. But first, uh, Luke, I, sh- I think, will be motivated to school Cade Cunningham. He knows he's the number one overall pick and, um, and, a, and a future competitor. Uh, for Luca for years to come, and I also think Luca is motivated to continue his MVP like second half turn. Um, following the All Star game, Luca's averaging 30 points per game on 60% true shooting, which breaks down to 47 from the field, 39 from behind the arc, and 77 from the foul stripe or the the charity stripe. He's averaging or adding nine rebounds, seven point. 
two assists, and he has a plus 11 net rating, Luka does, since the All-Star game. Uh, he was sensational against Detroit earlier this year, put up a 33-7-11 and 11 assist uh, line on 50% shooting. Granted, there was no Cade Cunningham for this game, but I think Cade playing in this game actually keeps Luka motivated, if that makes any sense. Also, back to Dallas being motivated for playoff seeding and or incorporating the new pieces. What I meant by that is they could finish third in the West, and they started off really slow, uh, mostly because of Luka's conditioning, and they're still figuring out first-year head coach um, Jason Kidd's new scheme. Um, Jason Kidd has the Dallas Mavericks playing some of uh, the best basketball in the NBA over the past few months, and I don't see them taking their foot off the gas with Golden State only, I think, a, ha- a game ahead of them in the standings. They could still jump Golden State for the three seed and um, host a playoff se- series for the first round. Also, they added Spencer Dinwiddie and Davis Bertans at the uh, All-Star game or around the uh, the trade deadline. And those guys have been given Dallas great minutes. And I think they're still trying to like prove they should be in the playoff rotation or at least further carve out their spots in the playoff rotation. So uh, Pistons are, um, are missing a lot of players. They were a bad team for most of the year. And, and on to uh, their third or second string players, I think the, 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 the bench for, for Dallas is going to cook Detroit's bench here. And again, mostly this just kind of jumps out to me as a, as a trap line. I just feel like most of the public, at least according to the betting splits, most of the public is going to be on Detroit because they're just going to be under the thinking like, wow, Detroit, they're playing well. Eight and a half, I'll take it. So it's kind of a plug your nose and hold or plug your nose play, but I'm just going to I'm gonna take it. I'll take the Dallas Mavericks, lay eight and a half. Next best bet, uh, the Wizards, plus ten and a half. They visit the Atlanta Hawks. I'm fading Atlanta in a lot of ways here, but first, Washington appears to me to have not given up yet, and the stats – and uh, recent trends suggest that's true as well. I mean, they're five and two straight up, and against the number in their last seven, they have a plus eight point one ATS differential in those seven games. And this is despite losing by forty two points to Boston on Sunday. Uh, maybe that crazy beatdown has given the Wizards some more value here. Uh, but they've put up 127 or more points in three of their last four games. Obviously, that one beat down by the Boston Celtics was the outlier. But they scored 132 points against Minnesota last night. And they scored 135 against a tough Dallas defense Friday. Also, Kristaps Porzingis, who obviously was uh, acquired uh, with the Spencer Dinwiddie and Davis Bertans trade, has been given Washington some good minutes. I like Thomas Sadoransky in the starting lineup, and I think he uh, could do a good job defending Trey Young. And that kid, I'm going to butcher his name, but Denny Advija, the, the Israeli kid, a second-year player coming off the bench, has, has really played pretty well for Washington. And um, again, I'm more or less fading Atlanta as well in the spot. I think their offense is just fraudulent. Uh, I'm not a fan of Trey Young's game. I actually think John Collins is their best player, and he's out for well, he's out for this game. I'm not sure for how long, but uh, Bogdanovich and 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 Danilo Gallinari are also key pieces in their offense, and they're listed on the injury report as questionable. So if they don't play, 
Um, I even like, I like Washington a lot more in the spot. Also, both teams are on a back-to-back. Atlanta lost a, a, a gut wrench or a gut a gut punch of a game uh, to Toronto last night, a game that they shouldn't have been in but should have actually won at the end, and they kind of peed down their legs um, down the final stretches of that game. Uh, but both teams are in a back-to-back, and when both these teams or both teams are in a back-to-back, Washington is three and one straight up with a plus three point six adjusted net rating and a plus eight point nine ATS margin. Atlanta in those same spots is one and three straight up with a minus one point nine adjusted net rating and a minus five point six ATS differential. Actually, um, Washington, um, Washington. I think beat they they definitely covered against Atlanta in a game that we were on um, back in February I think oh, excuse me in the beginning of March they covered um, a five and a half point spread at home against Atlanta and they actually should have won that game so I don't hate sprinkling on the money line here um, but again it's more of a fade against Atlanta and I just don't think Washington's fully given up on its season yet so I'll take the Wizards plus ten and a half. And then my final best bet, I'm taking the Clippers minus two and a half. There's just crazy line movement in this one. Neither team has a motivational edge. So that kind of gives me the feeling that the line movement is more valid. Uh, the Clippers went from a three-point dog in the opener to now laying two and a half points. So we're going to take the Clippers minus two and a half. According to Tipico's betting spreads or splits, this is reverse line movement. They're getting all a bunch of money on the Phoenix Suns and a bunch of action on the Phoenix Suns, yet they've taken the Clippers from an underdog to a favorite. So the sharp side is definitely in the Clippers here. Um, Phoenix is 0-4 against the number in the last four games. They've got a minus 3.9 ETS differential over the last two weeks. Uh, the Clippers have covered five of the last six as a favorite and their lone loss in their last four games, or three and zero straight up and against the spread in their last four, was against the Chicago Bulls, which was a bad beat. They should have beat them in Chicago. They lost one thirty five to one thirty in overtime. Lost against the spread as well. So both an ATS and outright loss was a bad beat for the Clippers, and they're just trending up right now. There's positive momentum in the LA organization. Kawhi Leonard was seen at practice yesterday. Norman Powell was upgraded to doubt for this game, so he could play, but probably not, and I'm not even really factoring Norman Powell's presence into my handicap here. Um, and, and finally, you know, it, Phoenix really has nothing to play for. They clinched the one seed, I don't know, a couple weeks ago or a while ago they're they're they have home field or home court advantage throughout the playoffs and into the finals so i i expect them to take their foot off the gas in the near future um even if i mean they pretty much already have again they're own four against the number in the last four and uh the staple center which is now the crypt crypto.com has been a house of horrors for phoenix they're three and eleven in their last 14 visits to la so Given the line movement, given questionable motivation on both sides of the uh, of the floor here, um, and and the positive momentum of the Clippers, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the Clippers minus two and a half 
Add that to the Wizards plus 10.5 and and the Mavericks minus 8.5. That's your best, or excuse me, that's your NBA Bet Slippin' podcast. Again, it's Wednesday, April 6th. Be sure to check out the Masters preview that we did and the MLB 2022 preview that we did. If you're in Colorado, New Jersey, check out Typico Sportsbook. Best of luck to y'all, whether you follow or fade me. Um, Always do your own homework. Shop for the best numbers unless you're in Colorado, New Jersey, then check out Typico. And do your own own homework. I think I already said that. I think I just said that. I'm rambling. I'm out of here. Peace. Thought I'd see if anybody wanted to play some round ball. You're listening to the Bet Slippin' Podcast's daily NBA show. Featuring Jeff Clark from USA Today Sportsbook Wire.